0: Who approacheth the bridge of death? Must answer me these questions three, ere the other side he see. What is your name? What is your quest? What is your favorite color? (laughs) If you've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you might remember that some people get to cross the bridge to find the Holy Grail, and others, sadly, but very humorously, do not. The gatekeeper has a purpose in every story, even our own story. In the gospel today, we have a banquet. Many guests are invited, but they do not come. The servants are sent out to fetch others, but most just ignore them or make excuses. A few end up mistreating the slaves and kill them, so the king retaliates. Then the king urges his servants to go and invite absolutely anyone who will be willing to show up. And so they do. And the banquet hall is filled with guests. Oh, but there's one man who shows up not dressed for a wedding. So the man is asked, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. So the king orders him cast out to outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. (laughs) What an end to the story. This parable is tricky. We get caught up in the, why is this, and why is that, or so many other aspects. That might be the point. Who knows? It's a harsh parable. The guy that seems to obey and actually show up for the dinner gets cast out. Where's the kingdom of God in this? Everything seems totally messed up here. The guy who isn't wearing the garment gets kicked out. Did he get kicked out because he refused to wear a garment or because he didn't have a garment? We don't know. Today, though, we can put this story into real-time context, real-time, and argue that the guy that doesn't wear the wedding garment is exactly like that person at the supermarket who chooses to enter without a mask, that the person who lacks the garment is the person who shows up at the airport and gets on board a plane without a mask, no mask and no regard for the rules. That's it. That's it, right? This is the person whom the parable wants us to see as the outsider, the one who chooses not to be a joiner, the one who doesn't participate. The one in the parable has to be like a person who doesn't wear a mask, right? And if we believe that, my friends, I'm sad to say, that we're missing the point. We're wrong. Good try. We've wrestled with the parable, but we're wrong. We have to go deeper, much deeper. The unmasked man might be the culprit or the catalyst for us to think about where we want to go with this, but we can't stop with him. Parables are taught to illustrate what the kingdom of God looks like. So what else can we be observing today if it's not about the man who lacks a wedding garment? Hmm? How about we start thinking about how the sight of that man not wearing the garment enraged the king? How about we think about how the sight of someone unmasked in Safeway enrages us? Is that bringing us closer to the kingdom of God? nope not at all so the truth in the parable invites us to consider what it is inside of us that provokes such anger such desire to control everyone in this parable is trying to stay in total control of what they want to do the invited guests have business to take care of they're not going the king he wants a banquet hall totally full at whatever cost is required, including forcing people to be there. The slaves? <laughs> they're just doing their jobs and yet they're still getting mistreated, beaten, beaten, and killed. The story really doesn't end well for anyone in the story, does it? In ancient culture, if you attended a wedding banquet and you didn't own the vestiture for the wedding, guess what? the gatekeeper would hand a garment to you to put on. Kind of like the people who go to large family reunions and show up without the appointed t-shirt. It's given to you. Or like going to a lot of stores and you forget your mask, so what do most stores do? They give you one to wear. What is it inside of us that puts up barriers to the kingdom of God? What is it inside of us that would rather be right than see another human being for who they truly are? Human. What is it about the times that we live in that we see a bigger movement of some, a bigger movement of people who would rather hold on to every resource they have than to be more open, more generous, more loving towards our neighbors who are actually in much greater need When we start getting into these questions, then we can begin to unpack this parable. There's something in our hearts. There's something in the way in which we see the world. There's something about our desire, our own will, our own need for control that ignores what God wants and instead does what we want. We usually get ourselves and our world into trouble traditionally the church has called this sin and the way for us to turn away from sin is repentance so ultimately maybe this parable is asking us for uh, for us to examine ourselves for us to examine our own desires our own wants our own ways in which we seek power or control and to decide to turn and go a new direction towards seeing something else, seeing something that looks kind of like the kingdom of God, a society where everyone is welcome, from those in royal garments to the lowliest of peasants, a society where nothing stands in anyone's way from being fully included, from being fully participatory, no gatekeeper, not even the one gatekeeper inside of us, That decides what and who to let in and what to let out. A society where everyone has everything that they could possibly need to lead a full and complete life. And the scandal? The scandal of it all is a life so full that there's even abundance of even more. Picture it. Jesus paints this lavish picture about a banquet feast and a great hall kind of like a banquet hall filled with the nicest foods, the best wines, the best music, the liveliest entertainment, and even an ice sculpture. This is the life with Jesus that we are all invited to participate in. A life with God that is truly very good. A life with God that teaches us how to open the gates of our hearts, and love with an unbounded love that the world has only started to see. A life with Jesus where all are welcome and many are called and many are chosen because the gate keys of our own hearts have found themselves keeping open to being chosen. Jesus made his ministry open to everyone. Today's parable reminds us how we often confine ourselves into places that are far less open and inclusive than we think we're being. But there's grace here, God's grace, and God's grace pours upon us the moment we let go and allow our hearts to open up and allow ourselves to repent from the sin of judging what's inside the heart of another person and instead invite the blessing of God's banqueting hall to be present with us. It's time to accept our invitation to the banquet. It's time to open our hearts and trust that God will show us how to love others for real. It's time to take a step into the kingdom of God, into that beautiful but mysterious reality that Jesus calls us into. The banquet is prepared and the banquet waits for you What do you need to do to accept this invitation? Yeah, you guessed it. You are your own gatekeeper. Do you keep yourself out, or do you go in? What do you need to do to accept this invitation?